The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's time now for the Bob Melvin Show, presented by Nest Betting. The three-time manager of the year sits down with Chris Townsend, exclusively on A's Cast. Visit nestbetting.com today. Here now is Chris Townsend. Well, now joining us is Bob Melvin, the skipper of your Oakland Athletics. It's the Bob Melvin Show here on A's Cast and A's Cast Live, presented by nestbedding.com. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com right now. Use the coupon code OAKLAND, and you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's coupon code OAKLAND at nestbedding.com. Skip, how are we doing today? Doing all right. Had a nice game last night, so... uh it can be tough to follow up 19 runs, but hopefully uh, the offense stays hot. What What is that like when you're managing a game and it starts to get out of hand and you know you're going to make changes, it changes the way you're going to deal with your pitching staff, uh, you need to get certain guys at bats. What, what is it like managing in a game like that? There's never an easy game. Even you know, you'd think a game like that would be easy, but you know, now you only got so many guys on the bench and you have to get out some of your regulars and you have to pick who you want to get out and uh sometimes seniority's involved, sometimes just, you know, workloads involved with position players, so uh, it can be a little bit difficult. And then, you know, obviously uh at the bullpen we wanted to get Puck in there and he was able to go a couple innings and kind of settle in a little bit and uh so, yeah, it's, it's you know, even though it's, it's, it's a win, you know you're going to win, you still have some challenges. Let's go over some of the great stories going on for, for your team right now. Mark Canna is hitting 452 during his 10-game hitting streak with five home runs and 11 RBIs. I've given him a new nickname, and, and we had him on the show, and he liked it. His new nickname is Duct Tape, So because wherever you've got a problem – He's like duct tape. You put him there, he fixes it. He did it at DH. He did it at right field. He's now doing it in center field. Talk about your player who's the American League Player of the Week. Yeah, first base as well. And and I think he's probably even a little stronger than duct tape, even though I like the name as well. Um, but he, he's been absolutely fantastic. You know, player, player of the Week for a guy that's not usually a, an everyday player uh, is quite a feather in their cap. So I know he was pretty excited about it. The numbers would suggest and warrant that he was player of the week, and guys were celebrating it pretty good the other day. So uh, he's pretty well-liked in this clubhouse as well. It was, it was pretty cool. And then his close friend, Marcus Simeon, what he has meant to your team, probably your MVP, and he should be an MVP candidate if you look at all of his numbers. Seven RBIs yesterday, a career high, the most RBIs by any leadoff hitter since 1920 for the Athletics. Your shortstop, talk about how he's on fire. Yeah, it's, he's just amazing and continues to just get better and better and produce more in the leadoff spot. I think the common denominator between those two is they went to the great University of California, and uh, both those guys showing up pretty good right now. So, you know, Mark has been so consistent, played every game, wants to play every game. You know, obviously, what, six or seven RBIs last night out of the leadoff spot, you don't see that a whole lot. Wow, you really went there with Cal, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I had to. <laughs> Well, both these guys, and you know the cool thing, too, is, you know, they played college ball together, and they're so close, and to watch both of them really blossom in their prime is really cool. You don't see that too much where two college teammates get to play together. 
No, and not in you know in 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 the area where they they played college ball, which is which is even even cooler. So, um, you know, everybody knows these guys in the in the East Bay, and and they you know continue to support Cal, uh, the athletics there. And Marcus even going back and trying to get his finish up, get his degree. So to be able to do that in a in a place that you went to school in an area you went you know you you grew up. Uh, there's nothing like that, and and both these guys feel it, and both of them embrace it. Aaron Boone, the skipper of the Yankees, recently said he'd like to see a mercy rule because he doesn't like throwing his own position players out there or he doesn't want to face position players. Last night would have been a great example as the Royals were throwing out multiple position players on the mound. How would you feel about a mercy rule? Uh, I don't know about a mercy rule, but, boy, it is tough. to. I, I just would have a tough time throwing two position players out there and finishing up three innings of a game. Um, you know, you can option guys down and in the position that they're in and, and bring somebody else up. But, yeah, I agree. It's pretty uncomfortable. You know, the, the guys don't really want to hit off a position player. Um, it, it, it certainly, you know, lessens the game a little bit and from a fan uh, standpoint too so um you know i don't know about a mercy rule but but maybe something needs to be done about that because you're seeing it more and more now uh, especially with the workloads that you have from bullpens and the innings that that, that bullpens are accumulating over the years now uh is there there definitely are times you have to do that when you're behind and you know last night was probably a little out of the ordinary with two guys finishing up three innings and now we have seen this season it is crazy how many pitchers have come out of the bullpen and only faced one batter. It's a record amount, and that's going to change next year. Next year, you're going to have to face a minimum of three. How do you feel about that rule? Do you like it, what's going to happen next year? Well, I had a game the other day where I felt like I used my entire pitching staff and the double-A staff and the triple-A staff all like in one inning, it felt like. So um, I, I don't know that I like it, and, and I don't know that it's, it's, gonna, it's for certain. I mean, there are a lot of things that are thrown out there and then taken off the table you know, maybe used as a negotiating tactic. But if it comes to fruition, then it comes to fruition. Um, you're going to have to have some lefties. They're going to have to be able to go through a righty. Um, you know, I think there's going to be, uh, along with that, if a guy finishes an inning, he can he can just face one guy. And then uh, if he doesn't get that guy out, now, now maybe you're up against it a little bit with the next guy. So, uh, you know, it, like anything in the rule changes here in the last few years, if it, if it does happen and you have to adjust and then you have to, proceed accordingly with what you think your pitching staff will be, which could be a little bit different, uh, you know, starting next year as well. Bob Melvin show brought to you by nestbedding.com. Go to nestbedding.com. Use the coupon code Oakland to get 10% off your entire order. Seth Brown made his debut last night, and there's just something so genuine and something so special about a guy who finally gets called up. It's his dream to play in the big leagues, and you see the parents, and you see the family on television, and he gets the base hit, the bloop base hit in his first at-bat, then gets a base hit and RBI in his second at-bat. What's it like for you as a manager when these guys make their debuts and they have success? It's awesome. And, you know, especially for a guy like this, he's not like he's 22 years old and getting to the big leagues. He's, what was he, 27 or 28 years old, I think. And, and has fought his way through the minor leagues. You know, everybody dreams of getting to the big leagues. And, you know, a guy that's not on the roster, so, you, you know, do you, do you figure it's going to happen? You know, some other guys down there doing well. It was really fun for everybody here. And, you know, he gets to hit his first time up, he gets to hit his second time up, and he was standing next to me uh, 
you know, about to go up for his third time. I go, you having a little fun? And he looked at me and he goes, this is, I can't even explain it. So, you know, those, those are the things that you, that really make you feel good, especially in games like that, that got a little out of hand, knowing this guy is going through an out of body experience and, and experiencing something that he's been dreaming of as, as a kid. So yeah, it's, it's one of the really, really great things about baseball. Why is it important for you to get a guy like that in right away? I've noticed that over the years, you want to get them playing right away. Yeah, it's, you know, you just feel like you're part of it right away. You feel like you're part of the team. You sit around for a couple of days sometimes, and you get nerves, and and you're not sure when you're going to get in there. And you know, the nerves can can build a little bit and mount, and and maybe you're not ready for it. Um, it it's great to get these guys involved right away. And a lot of times, when you bring a guy up, it's out of a need for, you know, potentially that particular day. Um, you know, with Biscotti going down and and him being another left-handed bat, he was going to be in there regardless yesterday. Um, but it, it, you know, you just feel like you're a little bit more part of it and, and you don't have to sit around and be nervous about it before you get in the game. And yesterday you had a really good game by your DH, Chris Davis, and it's just kind of been the, the ongoing question and no one has really had the answer. How do you get him going again? Do you see a game like this, maybe getting him back on track? Well, it's a start. And I think, you know, two games, maybe three games in a row, and then, then maybe we're past this. It's, it's been a difficult period for him. It's a di- difficult period for us. You know, when you're that consistent, and, you know, every year you hit 247, every year you hit over 40 home runs, and now you go through a significant period. It really weighs on you. And, you know, this guy really wants to be there for his team. So, um, you know, it, over the course of your career, if you have a long career, you're going to go through periods like this at some point in time. Uh, it's just they're tough to go through. So, you know, hopefully if we get him another good game today, maybe we start to get past it a little bit. How can you explain your dominance over the AL Central? You're now 18-5 and five versus them, and if you go all the way back to August 23, 2016, you're 70-24 and 24 against the Central. What is it about your ball club playing against the AL Central? Well, you know, if you look at it, uh, sometimes, you know, there, there's Cleveland in the past, and, and it seems like, you know, maybe everybody else, certainly Minnesota this year is, is emerged, and they're they're a top team. So uh, this year, I'm not really sure. You know, maybe we're playing well at a particular time when we when we come up against the Central. You know, we've been lucky enough to, to fortunate enough to play good against Cleveland here the last couple of years, too. So um, not really sure. I, you know, you look at our division, and, and when it's, when it's strong, you know, maybe not as strong as this year. It seems like everybody's good. Um, you know, I think there's there's certain point in times in each division where there's some soft spots. Maybe that's the case. But I think it's more when we do play the Central, we, we happen to be playing pretty well. So we honored the 1989 team this past weekend, and you had Hall of Famers, great players, Dave Stewart getting his jersey retired. Do you say anything to your players uh, uh, about watching this and understanding the history and the greatness uh, of what came before them? You know what I used to? Um, I, not as much anymore. They they know, and, and a lot of times guys are going through the routines to get ready for a game, and, and they, they stay pretty consistent in that. And sometimes it's difficult to get out for it, but a lot of our guys were out there for, for maybe the, the towards the end of it. And I think that was neat because you, here you are at home, you're celebrating one of the great teams of all time. So many characters and so many great players amongst that group that, 
you know, it, it was really fun to, to sit out there and watch. And I think our guys started to trickle out a little bit, a little bit early, getting through the routines and watch it as well. Adds to the day we had a big crowd, obviously, you know, playing the Giants and so forth, and just ended up being a fun day until actually the last couple innings of the game. And we really would have liked that win that game with with a big crowd and those guys around, and unfortunately, it didn't happen. And I think about your career, and you got to play against those guys. Not exactly the well, you did get to play because now you were you were last with the Giants, I believe, in '88. But you got to play against the majority of those guys. What was it like competing against them? No, man, it was tough. I, I remember when I was with the Giants and, you know, like in 87, 88, uh, when those guys were, you know, kind of starting out doing their thing, that, that three-year run they had, we literally would stay out and watch them take batting practice, sometimes even during spring training because they had so many guys that, that put on shows during, during batting practice and so many big names that we, we just kind of sit out there and watch them. You know, guys like myself, Matt Williams and Mike Aldretti and these guys, you know, just coming up in our first couple of years, um, they they made a big impact and and there was you know the, the type of team that, that intimidated you a little bit um, and rightly so with the guys we have so you know we we got to play against all those guys and now it's it's time to embrace it and and celebrate what they accomplished. You know we we're talking about how these guys are like rock stars and they were kind of like you know how we we view NFL people. I mean that's kind of like what they were when you look at Ricky Henderson and you look at Jose Canseco. I mean this team was full of rock stars. I don't know if we see baseball teams like that anymore. No, all the way around the diamond too, and you know Dave Henderson and. You know, the guys on the pitching staff and Dave Parker. And, I mean, these guys were just, you know, multiple all-stars. So it really felt like with that group uh, during that time that it was that you were playing an all-star team. And, you know, the fact that they were, you know, I think in three World Series in a row or, um, you know, would suggest they were that good. Um, and and it, it was just a team that you knew was coming in. You, you knew you were going to have a tough time with them. You are hoping you were, you know, catch them when they're down. But, man – you know, you have Ricky Anderson leading off the game, and usually he's getting on base or hitting a home run or something. You knew you were in for, for a tough go against him. Let's end on this. You're going back to New York this weekend. Going to be a fun series whenever the A's and the Yankees get together. But for you personally, as someone who worked and lived in New York for years, how much fun is it for you to go back? Yeah, Yankee Stadium is a great place to play. And whether it was the old ballpark and, you know, was lucky enough to be be part of the 2001 World Series with Diamondbacks when we beat the Yankees during that run that they had uh, to here recently too. Just going into the new ballpark, it's you know especially for younger guys the first time in Yankee Stadium, it's just kind of you know you go into a it feels like a baseball museum and there's an electricity about it. It's it certainly is not tough to get up for games in Yankee Stadium and of course this year they have a really good team so I know our guys are looking forward to it. Yeah, I had a buddy that was just there, and, and he's like, I, I can't believe there's some people who complain about this place. This place is incredible. Supposedly everything's immaculate. It's like a perfect ballpark. It is, and, and downstairs it's like no other ballpark. I mean, the, the, the facilities and everything they have downstairs is, is as first rate as you, could, you possibly can get. Guys enjoy being in that clubhouse. Guys get there early to the ballpark just to kind of enjoy the facilities. So, uh, yeah, it's a one-of-a-kind place. You know, we only go there once uh, during the season. I was really try to embrace it and spend as much time there as they can. All right, Skip, great stuff. We'll talk to you next week. 
Sounds good. Thank you, Tony. The Bob Melvin Show brought to you by NestBetting.com. That's NestBetting.com. If you're looking for the bed, this is the place to go. And green and gold fans, when you go there, use the coupon code Oakland to get 10% off your entire order. That's the Bob Melvin Show right here on A's Cast and A's Cast Live. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.